chapter number 19. Got home Sunday night and just talking with my wife and it hit me and I looked at her and I said, you know what? I told everybody to turn to Luke 19 Sunday night and I never even read it. We didn't even get back to it, but uh, we're coming here tonight. Luke chapter number 19. All right, Luke 19. We're going to be in reading in verse number 28 tonight. Luke chapter number 19, verse 28. We're going to continue to think about uh, a thankful man is a thankful man. Excuse me, a thankful man is a thankful man. And tonight, I want us to see that a thankful man never misses an opportunity. Never misses an opportunity. And we'll see three things tonight from this passage that he never misses an opportunity to do. Let's look at verse number 28. The Bible says, And when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem. Now, uh, let's remember the context in Luke chapter number 19, or at least get the context in Luke 19. Christ has been ministering in the area of Jericho. Jericho was or is about 15 miles or so northeast of Jerusalem. So they, they have finished ministering in Jericho and they are beginning to make their ascent to Jerusalem. And on that ascent, they're going to come to two small villages before they get into Jerusalem. One would be Bethpage and one would be Bethany. Bethany would be on the back side of the Mount of Olives. But the Bible is going to tell us here that they are coming to the Mount of Olives. And they're, they're just maybe, you know, maybe a mile or so out of Jerusalem, maybe a couple of miles. Uh, but they're going to come to that rise of the Mount of Olives. And the Lord Jesus Christ is going to see Jerusalem. And can you imagine, this isn't the message tonight, but can you imagine his thoughts when he reaches that ascent to the Mount of Olives and he sees Jerusalem. By the way, we get a little glimpse of what he's thinking in verse, verse 41. Again, this isn't our message tonight, but verse 41. The Bible says, And when he was come near, he beheld the city. And what did he do? He wept. He wept over it. Look, he knows, he knows what lies before him. He knows what's getting ready to happen in just a few days. He knows uh, that Jerusalem, by the way, he knows that Israel, that the Jews have, have not received him. They have forsaken him. Uh, we'll read it here in just a moment. But I believe in this past, actually, let's just read. We'll get to it and we'll mention it when we get to it. Verse 28, when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering ye shall find a colt tied, whereon yet never man sat. Loose him 
and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, why do you loose him? Thus shall you say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. Now, let me ask you this. Would you, would you have wanted to be one of those two disciples? I mean, think about it today. We, um, you know, the Lord tells us, you know, I, I, I need this vehicle for transportation. Go. It's parked right outside of this place. And the keys will be in it. Just go get it. And if somebody asks you, tell them that the Lord needs it. Oh, Lord, I don't know about that. that, that that's called Grand Theft Auto. I, I don't think I want to do that. I don't th- but he sends the disciples. He said, look, if anybody asks you, just tell them that the Lord needs it. And what do, the, what do these two disciples do? And they that were sent, verse 32, and they that were sent went their way and found even as he had said unto them, and as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, why loose ye the colt? Legitimate question, right? Hey, that's my colt. What are you doing? Why loose ye the colt? And they said, the Lord hath need of him. And then probably even the greater miracle, they were like, okay. There was no pushback. There was, okay, go ahead. Verse 35, and they brought him to Jesus and they cast their garments upon the colt and they set Jesus, they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even out at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Now, if you'll remember, uh, who, who were the individuals from Bethany that were really good friends of the Lord Jesus Christ? Anybody remember? Lazarus and Mary and Martha. Were they there? We don't know, but I would probably venture to guess they were. When we get down to this portion, I don't believe it's just the disciples that's with the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe there's a a great multitude of disciples, if you will, of individuals. He says, and when he was come nigh, even out the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now I believe, and you might disagree, but I I believe that His disciples who knew who He was, I believe in their hearts, they're thinking He's getting ready to set up the kingdom. He's getting ready to declare Himself King and He's getting ready to set up the kingdom. Now He had already told them, He had already given them many reasons not to believe that. He's already told them that He's going to die. But the Bible says in verse 38, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. Why are they saying such? Rebuke thy disciples. By the way, the Lord Jesus Christ was an example, and the people knew it, He was an example of humility. Maybe these Pharisees thought because of his humility they'll rebuke the or he will rebuke the disciples for saying this. But the Bible says, and he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. And so tonight I want us to see once again that a thankful man is a thankful man. 
And a thankful man never misses an opportunity. And again, I want to show us tonight from these verses three things that this thankful man never misses an opportunity to do. And tonight, if we are thankful people, we should be thankful people. And if we're thankful people, we should be no different than these disciples mentioned in this passage. And I pray that tonight we would be reminded or encouraged or whatever the case would be tonight to never miss an opportunity. Father, help us tonight. We'll thank you for what you'll do in our hearts tonight. Father, we commit these next few moments to you. Father, we want to lift up our children to you tonight, the, the little ones all the way up to the teens. And Father, I pray tonight if there would be a young person who needs salvation, they've never come to the saving knowledge of Christ, they've never had their sins washed in the blood of Christ, I pray that tonight might be that night. Father, I pray for us in here tonight. If there would be an adult in this auditorium tonight who has never had his or her sins washed in the blood of Christ, they've never come to the Lord and called upon Him for salvation. Father, if there would be one in here tonight like that, Lord, I pray that tonight would be their night of salvation. That today, on November the 15th, 2023, I pray that today would be their spiritual birthday. And Father, for those of us in here tonight who know without a doubt that we're headed to heaven, we know that we've been born again, I pray that you would remind us tonight to be a thankful people, which in turn will hopefully cause us to be a thankful people which will hopefully cause us to never miss an opportunity. Help us with that tonight. Father, we commit these next few moments to you. We ask that you'd bless them in a special way. We ask that you'd help those who are away from us tonight for whatever reason, maybe work, maybe travel. Father, we ask that you'd help them, bless them, even right where, right where they're at at this very moment. Watch over them in a special way, and we'll thank you and praise you for it. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Number one tonight, I want us to see that a thankful man who is a thankful man, first of all, will never miss an opportunity to serve the Savior. Will never miss an opportunity to serve the Savior. We see two things about these disciples, especially the two disciples that are mentioned in verse number 30. But really we see it with all the disciples. But they never miss an opportunity to serve the Savior, excuse me, serve the Savior first of all, with their obedience and with their offerings. With their obedience and with their offerings. We mentioned it in really in the introduction before we even read. Listen, there was unquestioned obedience. Or at least we're not told otherwise in the passage. The Lord Jesus Christ, He said, here's what I want you to do. We're getting close to the city, and whether it was Bethany or Bethpage, He, he said, look, there, there's going to be a colt. And by the way, other passages tell us that there was a, a, a mama with this colt, but there's going to be a colt tied up. I want you to go get this colt, loose it, bring it to me. If anybody asks any questions, just say, the Lord hath need of him. And these two disciples went immediately, no questions asked. And so, first of all tonight, a thankful man should be a thankful man, and a thankful man should never miss an opportunity to serve the Savior with his obedience 
and with his offering. They bring the colt back, colt back. What do they put on the colt? They put their garments on the colt for the Lord Jesus Christ. They offered not only themselves and they offered not only their service, but they offered their stuff. And by the way, we see the other disciples as the Lord Jesus Christ is riding in and riding toward when he comes to the descent of the Mount of Olives and he's headed into Jerusalem. We see the other disciples, we see them putting their garments in the way. And by the way, that was an expression of joy. If you ever study out the Feast of the Tabernacle, Tabernacles, that was an expression of joy when people put out their garments for someone of great reverence and great royal, excuse me, royalty. And so number one tonight, a thankful man who is a thankful man never misses an opportunity to serve the Savior. Okay, Lord. We'll go get the colt for you. By the way, again, this isn't the, the message tonight, but isn't it amazing? And it kind of is the message. We'll get to it in just a moment, but I want to mention it now. Isn't it amazing? Colt, never been ridden on. Us Christians, human beings, can learn from creation. A colt, never been ridden upon was submissive to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, His Creator. And if an animal can be submissive to His Creator, never been ridden upon, I've never ridden horses that much. I've ridden horses probably twice in my life. When I was a little boy, my dad had, had a horse that he used around the farm. We didn't have him very long because it was mean. And uh, my uncle, it... it um, tore my uncle's shoulder to pieces one day. My, my daddy just sold it. But we had a, a horse then, and then uh, I, I rode horses. I think I rode horses at the ranch once, maybe. I, I don't even know if I've done that. But then uh, at a dude ranch, I rode horses. But, but that horse was just like, you get on it, and it just goes exactly where he always goes, you know. I've never ridden horses, but some of you have. Brandon, Gannon, some of you in here have. You don't want to be on a colt like that, do you? That's not broken. That colt was already broken in its will to its creator. And boy, that ought to be our heart tonight as a Christian. But number one, he never misses an opportunity to serve the Savior. And then let me give you number two. He never misses the opportunity to declare his, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, to declare his dominion. To declare his dominion. The Bible says in verse number 36, and as he went, they spread their clothes in the way. And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. And then verse 38 saying, blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now again, I believe that they think the Lord Jesus Christ is getting ready to set up his, his kingdom. He's the Messiah. He's going to set up His reign right at this moment. But they still knew who He was. They knew that He was the King. By the way, this wordage and this verbiage and this language here in verse number 38 is very akin to one of the passages that we read that we call the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. In verse number 14, we, we know that the, the angels, the multitude of the heavenly host are praising God. Then in verse number 14, the Bible says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. But over in Luke chapter 19, it doesn't say peace on earth. What does it say? It says peace in heaven. Very familiar verbiage, but, verbiage language, but a little bit different. They are declaring the dominion, the authority, the preeminence, the kingship 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are declaring His might and they are declaring His majesty. In verse number 37, they begin to rejoice. What are they rejoicing over? Now again, if Lazarus is in this group, I don't know if he is, the Bible doesn't tell us that. Do you think he has something to rejoice about? Now, some would disagree and say, well, God brought him back. He had to come back to this earth. Maybe he's not rejoicing. But Lazarus is one of those who had seen what? His mighty acts, verse number, excuse me, his mighty works, verse 37 says. And praise God, the last part of verse 37, with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Many of these individuals had seen the, the diseases that he had healed. We just, in the, in the kids' class tonight, we looked at the story in just a couple of chapters before, in Luke chapter number 17. Remember the, remember the ten lepers? Jesus Christ comes through uh, Samaria and Galilee and He heals these ten lepers. And how many of them came back to, to praise Him, to thank Him? Just one. He says, where are the nine? Weren't there ten of you? And only one of you came back. And by the way, the Bible says, and that one was a Samaritan. He said, well, where are the other nine? Well, we need to be people that are thankful, don't we? But here in Luke chapter number 19, here are these people. They have seen His mighty works. But by the way, what does the Bible say about those who have faith in Him and they've never seen any of these mighty works? He said, blessed is the individual who believes even though they've never seen. Speaking to Thomas, he said, Blessed are those who who believe even though they've never seen these mighty works, but they still believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, that's us. I've, I've never seen a person with leprosy healed. Now, I've seen God do mighty works, but not as they saw here in the gospel records. And these individuals had seen the might of God. And because they've seen the might of God, in verse 39, they are declaring the majesty, or excuse me, verse 38, they're declaring the majesty of God, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. By the way, let me read you a verse. You don't have to turn there. But in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number Uh, Not 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 1 Corinthians. Uh, It's neither one of them, I'll find it in a minute. It speaks about when people give thanks, it redounds to the glory of God. When, okay, for example, next Tuesday night, we come in here and people give praise and give honest praise and honest testimony from their hearts about who God is and who the Lord Jesus Christ is and what He's done for them and what He continues to do for them and, and who He continues to be in their lives. You know what that does? That praise, that thanks, it redounds to the glory of God. And in verse number 38 of Luke 19, it says, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Everything that the Lord Jesus Christ did, it, it glorified the Father. It glorified God. And so number one tonight, a thankful man never misses an opportunity to serve the Savior and he never misses an opportunity to declare his dominion, to declare his authority, to declare his preeminence, that he is the King of Kings. I don't know if you remember, but back, I believe it was in 2020, I believe it it happened in 2020, not 2021, but if any of you remember, 
the governor of New York at that time, when we were going through COVID and they, they kind of made it through and, and things were kind of getting a little bit better, he made the comment, he, he said, nobody else did the, this, we did it. Any of y'all remember that? And his point was this, his point was, God didn't do this, we did it. We got ourselves through this. Wow. That's a, that's a bad statement. That's a blasphemous statement. He said, nobody else did this. We did this. And by the way, he, didn't, he got fired not too long after that. But we ought to take every opportunity we can to declare the authority and the preeminence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter who we're around. Some of you might be around family next week who, who don't think anything about God. You ought to take the opportunity. Well, I just, I just want to have a good time. I don't want things to get kind of awkward, you know. It's your opportunity. It's your opportunity to declare who He is. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. I understand He's not in His millennial reign yet. I understand that, but He's still King and He will always be King. He will, he will forever be King. So number one, we never miss an opportunity to serve the Savior. Number two, we never miss an opportunity to declare His dominion. And then number three, and this is really, they're all important, but this is really the one I want to get to tonight. Number three, we never miss an opportunity to celebrate with all of creation. Do you notice what verse 40 said? And by the way, I would say it this way, creation's choir. We never miss an opportunity to celebrate. Don't be scared of that word celebrate either. It's in the Bible. Celebrate, man. You, bad connotations with the word celebrate. You know, No, no, it's in the Bible. Never misses an opportunity to celebrate with creation's choir. You see what he says in verse number 40? The, the Pharisees come in verse number 39. And they call him Master. Master. They didn't, they didn't really think he was master. But they call him master in verse number 39, the Pharisees. He says, rebuke thy disciples. These, in verse number 36 and 37, they're laying the garments out and they're, they're praising and they're rejoicing God with a loud voice for all of the mighty works that they had seen. And, and the Pharisees said, you need to rebuke them. That's blasphemous. He said, no. He said, because if I rebuke them, and if these should hold their peace, speaking of the disciples in verses 37 and 38, you know what's going to happen? He said, the stones would immediately cry out. Now, some believe that that might be a reference to some Jews referred to the Gentiles as stones and it's going to be very shortly the, the Gentiles are going to have that opportunity. Jesus Christ is going to die on the cross and the Gentiles are going to have the opportunity uh, to be grafted in as Romans speaks about. And some believe that might be a reference. But I personally believe it's just talking about the stones. It's just talking about creation. He said, look, if, if these human beings, if these men right here, if I rebuke them and they hold their peace and I tell them to hold their peace, the rocks are going to cry out. 
have already had this colt who has already submitted himself to me. The rocks, the stones are going to cry out. So let me ask us tonight, why would we miss an opportunity to praise and rejoice the Savior when God's creation does it? We're part of His creation. Why would we miss that opportunity? He said, if you don't, if they don't, the stones are going to cry out. A thankful man should be a thankful man, and a thankful man never misses an opportunity to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ with all of creation. By the way, isn't that what creation does on a daily basis? It celebrates the Creator. So, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm totally on board with that. Okay, I'll, I'll get you on board in here in just a moment. Take your Bibles and go to Psalm 148. Psalm 148. A thankful man is a thankful man, and a thankful man never misses an opportunity to serve the Savior. Never misses an opportunity to declare His dominion. Never misses an opportunity to celebrate with all of creation. And what you have in Psalm 148 is creation's choir. That's what you have. Never misses an opportunity to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ with all of creation. Because here's the thing, if we don't, then we miss the opportunity. Because the Bible says the stones will cry out. Notice Psalm 148, if you would. The Bible says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. We have the, the height and the depth and the breadth of praise in Psalm 148. He says, Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise ye Him, all His hosts. Notice verse 3. Praise ye Him, sun and moon. Praise ye Him, all ye stars of light. Pray, by the way, isn't that what they do when they give light? They're praising their Creator. That they are submitting to His authority. Because He spoke and it was there. He said, light be, and there was light. He spoke it. He didn't fling it up there. He spoke it and it was there. And they are showing their submission to their Creator. Praise Him, verse 4, ye heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For He commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps. We have the heights, now we have the depths. Verse 8, fire and hell, snow and vapors. Stormy wind fulfilling His word. What is that? That's creation. Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. We need to teach our children to be thankful. Not to be greedy, not to have um, a sword I'm looking for. A 
I'll think of it in a minute. <laughs> that individual that said I'm getting up in years, he was right. Entitlement mentality, that's what I was trying to think of. See, she finishes it now. We don't teach our kids to have an entitlement mentality. Our world teaches them that. You deserve all of this. You should have all of this. The world and its commercials teach them you should have this. That's not what we should teach them. We should teach them to be thankful. Mama, when you fix a meal, they should be thankful. Well, I don't like that. It's what we got. Be thankful. Now, if you do different than this, that's, it's your family. But when I was little, my mama didn't make three or four different meals every night. She made one. And there were three of us kids and my dad. And normally she fixed whatever daddy wanted. And then the three of us kids, we, we ate it because that's what we had. And she, did, she didn't make this for me and this for my brother and this for my sister and then this for my dad. No, she made one meal and we all ate it. You teach them to be thankful. He says there in verse number 12, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For His name alone is what? Excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalteth the horn of His people, the praise of all His saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto Him. Praise ye the Lord. Now there's, a, without, without even saying, there's a lot in Psalm 148, but Psalm 148 is in our text tonight. The point very simply is this. All of creation praises God. All of creation rejoices in who He is, rejoicing, in, rejoices in His mighty acts. So why would we ever want to miss out on that? Why would we, the ones He created for His what? Pleasure. Why would we want to miss out on that? Well, the Bible says in the book of Romans that the whole earth groans for His redemption. You know, the, the earth itself groans for His redemption. That day of redemption, it groans for it. By the way, when the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, there was a great earthquake, wasn't there? Now you can disagree with me, but I believe the rocks were crying out. I believe the stones were crying out right then of who He was. A thankful man is a thankful man, and a thankful man never misses an opportunity to serve the Savior, to declare His dominion, and to celebrate with creation's choir. And not just any celebration, but celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what they're doing in verse number 36, 30, really from beginning from verse 28. But in verses 36 through 38 of Luke chapter number 19, what are they doing? They're rejoicing. Here He comes. He is ascending the Mount of Olives. He's coming to the descent, the Bible says. He's getting closer to Jerusalem and as he does so, the people are lining the way and they're throwing their garments in the way and they're rejoicing and they're praising the Lord Jesus Christ for his mighty works. Now, I'll give you, some of them may have just been there because of his works. We do that sometimes, don't we? We just want to get in on all the good. 
But I would venture to say that there were many that were there because they knew who he was. That's what verse 38 says. They declared him king. They knew who he was. And they're giving him praise and reverence. So, this is the sixth message we've looked at. Are you a thankful individual? Do you think about what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you? Do you think about what the... And by the way, it's not just what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. Most importantly, it's who He is. Do you think about that? Does that memory on a daily basis help you to be a thankful individual? A thankful man is a thankful man. And an individual who is thankful... Thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ for who He is. Thankful, yes, for what He's done for us. We are a blessed people, are we not? We are. Now, I know as a nation we have forgotten that in, on many levels, but we are a blessed people. If you're a Christian, by the way, let me say this. Believers in China will say the same thing. And probably with a more genuine heart than we do. And they suffer persecution. And they have to meet in, in homes. And they have to change their locations of their meeting places many, many times. We, we read the letters from missionaries there. And they are constantly having the authorities come. People are telling on them and the authorities come and the next week they have to meet somewhere else. And they're going to say the same thing we do. We are a blessed people. And it's just as true as, we, as if we said it. And so God help us tonight. We're not just blessed because of all the stuff we have. And we have stuff, don't we? We're blessed because of the God whom we serve. We're blessed because He sent His Son to die on the cross of Calvary and because we get the opportunity every day to serve Him, to declare who He is, His mighty works, His might and His majesty. And by the way, that service, immediate, unquestioned obedience. The two disciples didn't question. They just went. I don't know. Now, do you think they had some questions in their minds? I don't know, but probably. All right, Joe, we're going to go do this, but I don't know. We may end up in jail. But they went. And it worked out just the way the Lord Jesus Christ said it would. If they asked, just tell them the Lord needs it. Serve the Savior, declared His dominion. And celebrated with all of creation's choir. And who do they celebrate? The Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, that's what a celebration. A celebration, you've you got to have a purpose for celebration. Anybody can have a party. Celebration requires purpose. And in verse number 40, Christ said, Okay, I can rebuke, excuse me, rebuke my disciples, but if I do, these stones are going to cry out. Why would we miss out on that? And so I know next week, next Thursday is Thanksgiving. I know that. You know it as well. God help us not just to pigeonhole one day to give Him thanks. The psalmist said, seven times a day do I praise Him.
It ought to be an everyday thing. And if I'll be thankful about it, and if I'll be purposeful about it, and if I'll think about Him on a daily basis, if I'll commune with Him on a daily basis, that helps me to think about Him. It'll help me to be more thankful. Help me to be more thankful. I want to be done right there. There's a lot that we could say. And let me, let me just say this. We, we give our minds to things that don't matter. We give our minds to things that don't matter. Instead of giving our mind to the Lord Jesus Christ and that which really matters. And God help us to do that. Father, thank you for the time you've given us tonight. Help us as we go to prayer. Father, may you hear us. May you intercede on our behalves. Father, may you give us safety as we go to our homes tonight. Father, we, we think of Officer Anderson. Father, we, we please help us not to take for granted the protection and the safety that you give us. Father, we lift him up tonight and pray that you give him complete recovery, complete healing. And Father, we do want to pray, Lord, that these men and women that are public servants and they're out every day, Lord, we pray that you'd put your hand of protection on them. And Lord, as Brother Steve mentioned, most of all, we pray, especially for those who were here Sunday, for those that do not know Christ. Father, may they, Father, may your Holy Spirit just, just burn within their hearts the need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Help them to see themselves for who they really are and help them see the Lord Jesus Christ for who He is. And may they fall on their face and call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. Father, give us a good night. Again, please hear us as we pray. Incline your ear toward us and we'll thank you for it. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.